This is how John, one of the, the four men who chronicled the life and the ministry of Jesus, it's how he talks about Christmas. Uh, you'll notice when I read these words, hints of the words of Isaiah, which were written some 700 years earlier. These are John's words about Christmas from the Gospel of John, chapter 1. He says this, The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. Light entering darkness is a theme that runs throughout Christmas. You see it throughout the scriptures that talk about the birth of Jesus Christ. You see it in our celebrations of Christmas, the way in which we, we decorate our homes with lights. We decorate our trees with lights. Some people go to their office Christmas party and they, they get lit. <laughs> You see it in the stories and the movies that we celebrate this time of year. Uh, what do the Grinch and Ebenezer Scrooge and Kevin McAllister from Home Alone, what do they all have in common? They see the proverbial light about the true meaning of Christmas. And of course you see it in our religious celebrations around this holiday. In just a, in just a little while we are going to sing our favorite Christmas carols by candlelight. The light entering the darkness is a key part of the Christmas celebration. Now, I've been doing this long enough to know that, that not all of us are here tonight with the same motivations and intentions. You know, some of us are here because celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ is an essential expression of our faith. We are here because we're all about it. There are some of us who are here not just because we're, we're all that religious. Truth be told, we're not very religious, but but going to church on Christmas Eve, it feels comfortable. We're here because we're familiar with it. And then there are some, you don't have to identify yourselves, um, you are here tonight because you didn't want to make mom mad. <laughs> and it's not because you believe a lot of this stuff, you're just here and you are enduring it. And if that's you, thank you. But despite the fact that we come here with, with different motivations and we have a diverse set of beliefs, I think that there is at least one thing that we can agree on. We can agree on the fact that our world at times is a very dark place and that we need light to enter into this world. What I mean is this, that, that we live in a world that is, is violent and frightening. We live in a world where injustice occurs, where evil exists, where death haunts everybody. Darkness. And we need love, and we need truth, and we need hope, and we need peace. We need those kinds of things to manifest themselves in this world, to make it better. We need light. I think no matter who you are and what you bring to this place tonight, we can all agree that we live in a dark world and that we need light to emerge. And if at the very least, all of us who are here together, we can agree on that, then we can also begin to agree on what it is that makes Christmas so special in the eyes of so many people. Why is it that 2,000 years after his birth, everybody knows his name? Why is the two millennia after the fact, the world is still pausing from everything else and recognizing, in the very least, in some small way, the birth of this person, Jesus? The reason is because we believe that at Christmas, the light that the world longs for 
has finally emerged. He's born. You know the feeling you get when you, you stare at the vastness of the ocean or you, you look up at a mountain and you get this, this sense that, that there is something out there bigger than you? Or, or the feeling of falling in love that convinces you there's a reason for living, there's a purpose to it all? Or the emotion you feel when you watch that video that was forwarded to you by your mom of some kid being reunited with their parent who was away at war for months on end? Or the inspiration you feel when you see an incredible piece of art? Or the anger you feel when you see some injustice in the world as you scroll the headlines on your phone? Those, those moments, those, those feelings, those are things that convince us that convince us that there's something bigger, something greater, something higher out there. Those moments, those feelings, they give us a hint that there is light with a capital L and that our world is a better place when we see glimpses of it, when we feel it, even though it is oh so fleeting. What Christians believe is that that light that we only glimpse in moments at the birth of Jesus Christ has come into this world, finally. And that that light is no longer a fleeting emotion that we sense when we look at a mountain, that that light is no longer just a philosophical idea that we can ponder freshman year of college, but that light has been born, it's been taken on flesh, and now that light can be seen, and it can be held, and it can be loved, and it can be followed, and it can be believed, and that light can overwhelm you and change your life. That's what we believe that the light we all long for to break through the darkness has finally broken through. Now the question we have to ask ourselves tonight is this, why would the light break through? You know, when light finally appears, it can accomplish any number of things. Uh, the light can turn on and it can be there to accuse you. Like in one of those old movies where they interrogate the suspect and they turn the one light on him to make him sweat. Or the light can be turned on to show you a path and to show you a way to live and a set of rules to live by. And there are some who think that, that the light has emerged at Christmas solely for those reasons. To show you that you're a bad person, that you don't measure up, and to show you a long list of rules that you need to keep in order to be holy. And truth be told, there are some of you who have stepped away from this light because you say to yourself, I don't need that kind of guilt or any more pressure in my life. And I want you to know, I understand that. But do you want to know the ultimate reason why this light has finally peeked through in fullness? John tells us in chapter 1, if you just keep reading, he says this about the light. To all who did receive him, the light, Jesus Christ, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but born of God. Christ was born to show you, not that God is mad at you, or that there's a whole long laundry list of things that you need to do, but to show you that he is real and that he's loving, that the capital L light you have hints of throughout your life actually exists, and the light has emerged to shine on you and to reveal you as a child of God, as one who belongs to his family. God is not mad at you. 
He doesn't have a to-do list for you. He is real, and the light has broken in to show you that you are his son. You are his daughter. You are his child. Now, I recognize that some of us, we hear those words, or you sit in this setting, and you think to yourself quietly, I am too modern, too progressive, too evolved, too refined to buy any of this. It's old myths and wives' tales. We can't really prove that God exists. That's what the agnostic says. And there are others who say, look, God may exist, but you don't really need Jesus or a particular deity to get right with God. Just be a good person and all will be good. Very quickly, to the agnostic, I would say this. In the same way that the hunger you feel in your stomach right now for dinner at grandma's, in the same way that that hunger proves both your need for food and the existence of food, your longing for the light that you know you feel when you look at the mountain, when you hold your child, when you see injustice, it proves your need for that light and the existence of that light. And to the person who says we just have to be good people, do you realize how narrow and exclusive and elite of a path you have painted toward the divine? Because who among us is willing to stand up and say that they're good enough? You? Me? No. If God is real, then doesn't it make sense if the capital L, light, exists and this is a dark place, doesn't it make sense that at some point the light would break through? And if that God is not only real but loving, doesn't it make sense that that light would emerge in a way that makes it clear that that light is not for the good people, the pretty people, the rich people, but for all the broken people? Of course that makes sense. And so of course the light broke through. And it was born. Of course. And the light broke through in the darkest of places, in the weakest of ways. It broke through in a small town, in a field, with cows, to a frightened 15-year-old girl, to a poor carpenter. As a weak baby on a cold night, the only people there to welcome him were some sketchy shepherds and some strange astrologers. And he entered this way, the light came this way to make it clear that it is a light for all those who know that they live in darkness. Like you and like me. Light entering the darkness is a theme throughout the Christmas story, and my prayer is that it would be a theme in your Christmas celebration and in your very life. We are here with diverse beliefs for diverse reasons. Maybe you're here and you're all about it because it's part of your faith, or you're here because it's familiar and it just feels right, or you're here and you're just enduring it and biding the time. But no matter who you are, may you know this, that the truth 
You know you need the light. You know you need the peace, the hope, the grace. You know you need and that your very soul says exists. It is real and it is broken through. It has been born this day for you and it can be held and known and loved and followed. Just open your eyes and see. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you exist, that there is real light that is available to enter into this really dark reality. We thank you that Jesus Christ, your own Son, God himself in flesh, has come into our world and that all we see hints of can now be held in our hands and gazed upon with our eyes. For those who need to know that they're not alone, may they see the light shining in Bethlehem and know that you see them. For those who need to know that there's meaning and purpose in their life, that they are made with purpose and intentionality, may they see the light that shines in Bethlehem. For those who need to know that there is mercy and grace, may they see the light that shines among the lowly in Bethlehem. For those who need to know that we are not meaning-seeking creatures in a meaningless world. May they see the maker in a manger who brings love. In Jesus' name, amen.